What's up, everyone? It's Drum Bragg here. First episode of the Drum Bragg Show, where we uh, talk about football, NFL, college. We won't bring in high school, because fuck that. And uh, here we have host, co-host, Michael Fundo. Yo. And other co-host, Matthew Marino. What's up? And with this segment, we're gonna kick off with the. Uh, how about you do? How about we say some free agency recap? Free agency recap. Pondo, what do you think of the moves so far from whatever team? Pick a team and go over the moves. Um, I think one team that um really did a good job in uh, free agency was the Patriots. Um, they addressed a lot of needs, and um. I think what their season really relies on now is if uh, Cam Newton or whoever their starting quarterback is is just like plays like good at like a game manager, you know. Yeah, especially with what they did improving the wide receiver core, bringing in Nelson Aguilar. Yeah, and I like the John o. Smith move too. Johnny Smith, Hunter Henry. They're giving Hunter not Hunter Henry. They're giving Cam Newton the best weapons he's had in his career, and he won an MVP. With G- Greg Olson. Was Steve Smith on that team? Yeah. Might have been. Yeah, that's about it for <laughs> what Cam had as receiving. And then you got him improving the defense, bringing back Kyle Van Noy. After getting the conversation pick, the Dolphins signing him. Bill Belichick playing chess, not checkers. Don't forget uh, Jalen Mills. Oh, yeah, the Green Goblin. Soon yeah. going to have to change his hair color. Mm-hmm. Is there anything else he did? They traded for Trent Brown, brought him back, lost Joe Thune, brought back James White. Aguilar, Kendrick They got Kendrick Bourne. Yeah, Kendrick Bourne. Plus. Resigned David Andrews. And a good uh, wide receiver. Matt Judon. I don't know if he said that, but. Yeah, overall, the Patriots just, uh, I think they were the clear winners of the offseason. Yeah, including with a good receiver dropping to them, potentially, and Devontae Smith, depending if the Lions want to go that direction or not. Yeah. See, this draft all relies on if the Bengals take Sewell. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, the Bengals have two options they can go. They can uh, give Burrow another toy to play with and let him die again, or they can get an offensive line and not let him die. See, if if the Bengals don't take Sewell and go with Jamar, then that screws up the board for the Dolphins. Wait, let me, let me look through my, my mock draft here. That can screw over the Dolphins, Lions, Potentially Giants in the Patriots, including uh, in no, uh, it can mess up the Lions, Dolphins, Patriots, Ravens, Saints, and potentially the Packers. Maybe the Titans if they want to go right receiver round one, but I don't, I don't see that happening. Neither do I. I mean, the only way I see that happening is if they go Bateman. Yeah, I, I think the Titans should get a corner. They definitely need a corner. 
if they yeah. think uh, Farley's going to be good enough. Unless Greg Newsom's there, but who knows. So what team do you guys think was the loser of free agency? Loser? I mean, should I say the Steelers? Uh, for me, it's the Bears. Sounding Red Rifle. Yeah, and they let go of uh, Kyle Fuller and Akeem Hicks. Yeah. I don't know what the Bears were doing, honestly. They got Marquise Goodwin. They tagged Robinson, who's even more mad. Who might not even play. Yeah. Yeah, but didn't Robinson sign his uh? He did. Yeah, but they might trade him, though, so he might not even play with the Bears. Yeah, they got Andy fucking Dalton instead of trading for one of the quarterbacks. Yeah, I mean, I'll give them credit. They tried to get Russell Wilson, but it failed. Another winner, the two winners that come off the top of my head from this season, or from this offseason, would be the Chiefs and Saints. Mm. Saints. I see Saints because of the way they were basically able to manipulate the cap. And you saw that with the Taysom Hill contract with his voidable years. And then they restructured a, sh- a buttload of people's contracts just to get under. And they still kept, like... And they somehow tagged Marcus Williams. Yes. And they were able to afford him. Yeah, they had to let go of Trey Hendrickson, though. Yeah, I don't see. I don't think he was coming back anyways. Yeah, to be honest but with the, you, I think that dude was just complimenting. I think that dude's going to flop in since he... even sign? I don't remember. Oh, he signed yeah. with the Bengals. Sorry. But the way Sean Payton and... Uh, what's this dude's name? <laughs> nope. The way Sean Payton and Mickey Loomis were able to take that terrible cap situation they're in and be able to fluctuate his way to be just in the green. Yeah. Plus, I think they have some money for some drafts, too. So, that's the winner. Another winner is the Chiefs. They did a lot. They, yeah. they they saw that Super Bowl game and potentially that AFC Championship game and was like, hey, we kind of need to protect our the the best our quarterback, quarterback the of the future and just not pull the Seahawks. <laughs> And with the Chiefs, you saw them bringing in Thune, Kyle Long, bringing him out of retirement, just recently training for Orlando Brown, and they somehow got money from Cutting Fisher and Schwartz. Yeah, yeah. it's kind of impressive just the way they, uh, first off, shocked everyone by releasing Fisher and Schwartz, that left the media, like, confused, why would they do that, and then they just upgrade like this. Plus, they improved on the defense, bringing in Jaron Reed, who, despite wasn't that good this season with Seattle, but is reunited with uh, Frank Clark, where he had his best season with, especially bringing in Chris Jones, too, to a D-line that kind of needed a person like Jaron Reed in there. It won't be bad with Jaron... Chris Jones and Frank Clark, that should be pretty interesting. Brett Veach yeah. did a good job. Mm-hmm. And over uh, another underrated offseason would be the Browns. Yeah, 
Just yeah, they signing, had a decent offseason. Just too. signing John Johnson for three years, $34 million when he's like, what, a top five, top seven safety? I could say that. They also got Troy Hill, who's a pretty underrated corner. That's true. There's the Rams, too, so that's nice. Yeah. yeah. Uh, the Browns also got uh, Anthony Walker, too, from the Colts. He's all right, though. Nothing crazy. Yeah, nothing crazy, but, you know, I think it's a good signing for him. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah they brought in Jadavion Clowney. Yeah. One year, 10 mil. Yeah, so the Browns are fixing that defense pretty well. And they've signed Tech McKinley. They're just stacking up on their D-line. It's kind of insane. Would it be biased of me to say that the Seahawks are also having an underrated offseason? It's nothing crazy, but, like, yeah, it's, I guess... They brought in a new starting tight end who was never really got a chance in LA and Gerald Everett, and Gerald Everett. Then they traded and extended Dave Jackson, O line of the Ra- O line of the Raiders, filling a massive gap that they needed. They re-signed Chris a big dude in Tyler Lockett and Chris Carson, two extremely important parts to our offense. And then they improved on the defense. Wow. Bringing in Kerry Hyder. And who else did they bring in? Pierre Desire. I don't know. He's not that good, though. He's a DB. You got yeah, a kilo weather by Jerry too. Judy. <laughs> Let me look at what the Seahawks did. for the You team. got a kilo weather spoon from the Niners. Yeah, who's like 24. Can be a stud. Yeah, but to be time, honest with you, I just... <laughs> I just don't see Seattle like retaining that division title. I think I think that division's gonna belong to the Rams now. I think the Rams are getting overrated. Yeah. Uh, I trust the Rams this year. They they improved Jared Goff with Matt Stafford, which yes, it's an improvement, but how big of improvement improvement is it? A big improvement. A big I mean the fact that Jared I mean, yeah, the fact that Sean McVay was able to take Jared Goff to the Super Bowl and Goff yeah, is really they, not even that good. Just imagine yeah. what he can do with Stafford. But Sean McVay didn't take Jared Goff in that offense to the Super Bowl. He took the defense. Which McVay's was, the yeah. one telling Goff all the plays, though. Like, Goff doesn't know what he's doing. Goff is ass. Yeah, and McVay's like, a great coach. If you don't have that defense that year, they're not even making the playoffs. Yeah, yeah true, but I mean... Their offense, you know, had to be at least half decent, and they actually were. So I think, I think the yeah, Rams are going to have a very good Todd offense. Gurley, Cooper Cup, and well, Todd, yeah, Todd, Todd Gurley, Gurley really. Todd Gurley was good that season. They had to rely on CJ Henderson or CJ Anderson. And yeah, for a couple games too, and Gurley like disappeared in the Super Bowl. Like he was yeah. nowhere to be found. Everybody on that Rams team disappeared from that Super Bowl. <laughs> yeah, that is true. Despite it was a very close game until the fourth, where. Bill Belichick was like, oh, hey, this is what they're going to do. Let's just do that to exploit them or exploit them. And then you got the uh, – was it a touchdown from Grunt? That deep ball? Yeah. And then Gilmore had that clutch interception. Mm-hmm. And then McCordy had that uh, deflection. That was a good game too, despite being a born. Still good. Yeah. Yeah. I think that division though is going to be fun to watch this year. It definitely will with the Niners getting 
healthy, healthy again. The Cardinals are going to build up. The Cardinals bringing in some solid veterans, even though it's really not the greatest move ever. Yeah, not the greatest, but I like I like that Kyler Murray and D Hop connection. And then you got the Seahawks led by Russell Wilson. Maybe he just needed a Walter Payton Man of the Year to bring himself an MVP. <laughs> and just not die out the last seven games of the season. Also, I think another team that didn't get enough credit in the offseason was the Giants. Brandon Kenny Galladay? Yeah, I think that a Dory Jackson move was good too. Might be an overpay, but... Yeah, it might be an overpay. I don't think they had to pay that much to get him, but I think it's a solid signing. Yeah, you're bringing Saquon Barkley's coming back healthy. It The Giants just need to depend on if Daniel Jones can limit his turnovers and if Saquon can stay healthy. Yeah, and their O-line also, what's it called, is and not if, the greatest, but... And if Evan Ingram can be good and catch Yeah, they the brought ball. in uh, Kyle Rudolph, who can actually catch the ball. Yeah, he was very good in the Renzo, uh, red zone for the uh, I think the Giants should go for uh, Rashawn Slater if he's there or Devonta Smith. Yeah, I don't think Slater will be there, but maybe. Yeah, that, that basically covers for agency. There's... But we're forgetting about the biggest move, the Bengals string Ryan Finley to the Texans. <laughs> yeah, I think that was a move of the century, you know? That's Despite the NFC West being a really good division, their 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 running backs are kind of not good. <laughs> I don't see the Cardinals. I can I won't be shocked if the Cardinals finish last in the division again. They might. They they, they honestly in, could. They brought in old man AJ Green, who. You really didn't do anything last season. Yeah. And then they brought in J.J. Watt, obviously. But, like, how much how much of a jump is that from last season? Kingsbury. Kingsbury is also not a good coach. But when you lose a Son Reddick, and replace him with J.J. Watt. Despite, that is a very big upgrade. Yeah. Hassan Reddick no, only was really this is a good year. You're also signing Malcolm Butler. Yeah, he's ass. Spelled it for agency. The Texans being screwed. Hmm? The Texans being screwed. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that franchise imploded. They have a earliest pick as a third rounder. Plus with the allegations from Watson. He looks clean. They brought in a bunch of people, though. Yeah, but that's not going to be enough, honestly. I don't think they're good enough to... They brought in four running backs. Yeah, they brought in Mark Ingram, Duke Johnson. Philip Lindsay. Was it Duke or David Johnson they brought back? David. They released yeah, Philip Lindsay too. Yeah. That's a very stacked receiving core. Not a running back core. But like, eh. It's not really their needs. Oh yeah, Cardinals also signed better oh. James Conner. <laughs> yep. 
as their potential RB1. So split with Edmonds. Yeah, Chase Edmonds is a pretty decent player. Yeah, it's about a free agency. Uh, how are you guys feeling about your mock drafts now? Pretty good. You wanna you wanna list them out? I did two rounds. I don't know if you guys do it. I did one. I did one. All right. Who's going first? You go first. I gotta load mine now. Who's you? Me or you? Jordan? You. All right. One, I had Trevor Lawrence. That's pretty obvious. I don't need to explain it. It's just going to happen. He's already donating to charities in Jacksonville. Um, it's not much else to say. Number two, everyone is expecting Zach Wilson. I personally think it should be Justin Wilson, but I have this mock as what I think is going to happen instead of what I would do. So I, uh, I put Zach Wilson. And then for San Francisco... There's a dilemma between Justin Fields or Trey Lance or even Mac Jones because of all the reports. I put Justin Fields. I don't think they're taking Mac Jones. I don't think they would trade up that far to get Mac Jones. So, Justin Fields. Four, I didn't do any trades for this, so I have it for Atlanta. I have Kyle Pitts, one of the best tight end prospects I've ever seen. He can play more than tight end. He's a versatile weapon. He can play receiver. He can have an insane mismatches. And uh, make Giving that Matt Ryan the extra weapon, yeah. Saving potentially making Matt Ryan like elite again with all that, all those weapons. Calvin Julio Ridley, Jones, Julio, Calvin Ridley, and Kyle Kyle and the goat Russell Gage. <clears throat> and yeah, so for five for Cincy, they should take Sewell. I have him taking Jamar Chase just because how much Joe Burrow wants to reunite with him. They must think Riley Reef and Jonah Williams are going to be the answer for their offensive line. I don't know why, but I have them taking Jamar Chase to make Joe Burrow happy. Number six, Miami. I have them taking Jalen Waddle. They were looking at this spot to get a playmaker, so it really comes down to Jalen Waddle or Devontae Smith with Chase and Pitts off the board. I personally think Waddle is better than Devontae Smith. And Waddle's going to reunite with Tua, so I got Dan Waddle. Number seven, Detroit. I also think this is a trade-back scenario if, if a team wanted to come up for a quarterback. Um, but I have them taking the best player probably available in Penny Sewell. They probably have bigger needs than offensive tackle, like receiver and stuff. But I think Penny Sewell would be better long-term than Devontae Smith. He's going to be – he has so much potential, and it's crazy. I I have him protecting golf for this season. Number eight, we got Carolina. I think they're going to go back-to-back with offensive tackles and take Rashawn Slater. This has been pretty rumored for a while now with Moss, but he's going to be potentially the best day one offensive tackle in the class, and he's going to help protect Sam Darnold to give him as much um, time as possible to get Teddy. the ball out to his – or Teddy, but most likely Sam. And I don't know. But, yeah, he's going to protect and be protecting whoever's the quarterback, and he's going to be helping them way more with Taylor Moten on the other side. And it's a pretty good duo, so I have Rashawn Slater. Number nine, I have them taking – I have the Broncos taking Trey Lance. Um, I didn't really need to trade up. They could trade up if they don't feel secure, but without trades, they don't really need to. So they're going to have a QB competition with him and Drew Locke. 
if Drew Locke it doesn't show up, he's probably going to lose his job to Trey Lance. And uh, he's, Trey Lance is going to have some weapons with KJ Hamler, Gordon Sutton, uh, Noah Fant, um, Tim Patrick. No, Tim Patrick's gone, I think. No, he's still there. Oh, he's still there. Okay. I thought you were somewhere else. But, yeah, they have Albert Oak with Equinom. I don't know how to fucking say that, but he's pretty good. And they got Melvin Gordon. It would be a good offense. So That's what I have. Number 10, it's been mocked forever. I got the Dallas Cowboys taking Patrick Sartain. There could be an argument now for J.C. Horn because he's really rised our boards. But I still have Sertain. I think they're going to reunite Sertain with uh, Trayvon Diggs from Alabama. And Sertain came out and said that he would not mind reuniting with Trayvon Diggs or Xavier McKinney at 11 with the Giants. But Cowboys want him more. I haven't taken him. So that leads on to number 11. I have them, the New York Giants taking Devontae Smith. Uh, they don't necessarily need a receiver, but they do need a separator who can, like, spread out the field and make more people open in a way. Like, Kenny Galladay, Darius Slayton, and Sterling Shepard aren't much of separators. They're more of, like, possession guys and after-catch guys. <clears throat> Kenny Galladay is really good, but he's just a big jump ball guy, so I don't think he's a big separator at all. So Devontae Smith would really help with that. It's kind of luxury. They might need other stuff more, but nothing great with that value besides 11. So, I believe on to Philly. I have them taking J.C. Horn with all of the receivers off the board. And J.C. Horn's a great corner prospect, so they'll probably be happy with this. Next is Slayton, or next, not next, Slayton, Darius Slay, and Avante Maddox in the slot. Pretty easy pick there. Number 13, the Chargers looking to uh, help protect Justin Herbert even more. After getting Corey Lindsley and Matt Filer, I guess. He's kind of ass, but they get uh, Christian Derrishaw. Uh, he's an offense tackle. Probably right tackle, I'd say. But he's probably the best one available, so I have him going there. Pretty good fit. Number 14, Minnesota. Their biggest need is most likely edge. So I have them taking the risk on Jalen Phillips. He has so many uh, injury flags. He got, like, he was forced to retire from UCLA, then got into music. He got a chance from Miami because they uh they had a good music program for him, so he chose to go there. They allowed him to play. It was insane. That Miami uh, defense was pretty insane also around him with Quincy Roche and stuff. But, yeah, Jalen Phillips is going to be really good if he stays healthy. And the Vikings are in the position to take the risk because they aren't true contenders right now. Um, so makes a good pick for them. 15, I have the Patriots taking Mac Jones. Um, they might not, though, because of how Mac Jones performed at the uh, pro day. But they don't really have that many needs. And this is the best position for them to be in because – they can really take whatever they want. Might as well get a QB for the future, and that's going to be Mac Jones. All the good QBs are off the board now. Number 16, the Arizona Cardinals. I have Greg Newsom instead of Caleb Farley. I just think they are trying to be as good as possible, and I think taking Greg Newsom over Caleb Farley is the good way to go in that case. You don't know how Caleb Farley is going to be with his injury concerns, so Greg Newsom's a safer pick. He might even be better. We'll have to wait and see. <clears throat> so that leads us to number 17, the Oakland – not fucking 
not the Oakland Raiders, Las Vegas Raiders. And uh, I have them taking Tevin Jenkins after destroying their offensive line in free agency, getting rid of Rodney Hudson, Trent Brown, Gabe Jackson. Um, we signed Colton Miller. I don't know how much that's going to do. But to get him on the other side, Tevin Jenkins will start day one, right tackle, and go from there to rebuild their O-line. Number 18, the Miami Dolphins with their second pick of the first. I have them taking an edge in Quiddy Pay. That is one of their biggest needs along with running back, maybe offensive line still. But Quiddy Pay would help their pass rush tremendously. They don't really have too much right now. So Quiddy Pay is probably the best edge available at this spot, which is why I have Miami taking them. Number 19, the football team. I have them getting Micah Parsons and letting his fall stop. He's gonna—he's not gonna be the best uh, skill player there. He's just a raw athlete, and they don't have that many needs either. And obviously, they need a quarterback, but they have Ryan Fitzmagic. They don't have another quarterback on the board right now. That's worth taking at nineteen. Micah Parsons would beef up that defense even more with that insane D line, and he'd be great for run stopping. Just because he's so fast, if they can coach him, he can become better, which is even scarier. So I have him taking Mike Parsons. Number twenty, I have the Chicago Bears taking an offensive tackle and Sam Cosme. They do have some needs, like offensive line. Even after getting Sam Cosme, they need quarterback. Red Rifle's not going to do it all. Uh, they need receiver if Allen Robinson leaves. But I have them taking Sam Cosme for now, and. That's not really too explanatory because they just need offensive line. And I'm going to have that. So, 21, the Indianapolis Colts. I'm taking offensive tackle as well. I'm taking Dylan Radons out of North Dakota State. Um, He's probably one of the best available at this spot. You could make an argument for other ones like fuck, uh, Alex Weatherwood and stuff like that. But they don't have too many needs either outside of offensive line and receiver. So the best way to go here is uh, Dylan Radon's. <clears throat> 20, pick 22, the Titans are on the board. I have them taking Rashad Bateman, although they need a corner. I think they'd rather have Rashad Bateman pairing up with uh, A.J. Brown. It's basically a Corey Davis replacement. They have Josh Reynolds. I don't know how good he'll be for them, but they'll still need a corner in the second round probably. But I'm taking Rashad Bateman here. 23 of the New York Jets, I have them taking Caleb Farley. They're going to let him stop the fall, and they're going to give him the shot. Caleb Farley said that he's going to make every team that passes on him prove, or he's going to prove every team that passes on him wrong, and he's going to prove that the injuries aren't going to be important, and he's going to go to New York and get fill a need because who's their core QB1 right now? Uh, Bryce Hall, so that's not too good. So Caleb Farley's going to go fill up a big need. 24, I have my Pittsburgh Steelers taking Najee Harris. We need a running back so badly. We also need corner. We need O-line. But it's pretty deep. The O-line class is deep. So Najee Harris is the best running back in the class. Um, he can really do it all. So I think if we get O-line in the second, Najee is going to be a great first-round pick. So I have that. Not many people have that. A lot of people want it. But that's what I got. 25, the Jacksonville Jaguars. I have Trayvon Murray, the safety out of TCU, going to Jacksonville. They need safety pretty badly. On a defense that's not, like, terrible, like, the front seven's okay, but 
they need some secondary help with C.J. Henderson, who they got last year. So Trayvon Murray get it to Jacksonville after getting Trevor Lawrence with the first pick in the draft. 26, I have Cleveland taking Christian Barmore, the best interior defense alignment in the class. It's a pretty big gap, too, but they did uh, get Clowney. He's not interior D lineman, though. They let go of Sheldon Richardson, which means leads me to believe they'll take interior D line here with Christian Barmore and to beef up the D line even more after what they did in free agency after getting Malik Jackson and uh, John Johnson. John Johnson, but he's a safety. So, yeah. 27, Baltimore Ravens, one of their first. Or their first of two first round draft picks. I have them taking uh, Edge Aziz, o- Aziz Ojolari out of Georgia. They need Edge pretty badly after letting Matt Judon walk. Um, Aziz is really good. He's not better than Quiddy Pay or Jalen Phillips, though. So I think that's why he's going to fall down all the way to 27. And be, probably be a steal for Baltimore. But the pick, people, in, people ahead of them, like right ahead of them, don't really necessarily need Edge. Super badly, so he's gonna fall to them. It's gonna be probably a really good fit. So Aziz to Baltimore, and then for number twenty-eight, I got the New Orleans New Orleans Saints taking Eric Stokes, uh, the corner out of Georgia. They need corner pretty badly next to uh, Marshawn Lattimore after letting Janoris Jenkins walk. Um, he's pretty young. He's not too bad. He'll probably be better. He has more potential than, like, starting out really good. But I think after a while, if they develop, he'll be a really good duo with Marshawn Lattimore. They also need receiver, but they went in the route taking Eric Stokes. 29, the Green Bay Packers. Uh, I have them taking a receiver for once, and they get Elijah Moore. Uh, you could have the debate for Kadarius Toney, Rondale Moore, etc. But I think Elijah Moore is better than them, so I'm going to have him from Ole Miss going to the Green Bay Packers. Uh, pick 30, I have the Buffalo Bills taking uh, Jason Oway, the edge out of Penn State. They don't have too many needs in general. Like, they might need one offensive lineman. They might need, like, a running back. I think Jason Oway fits their need for edge, though, more than anything else. So I have that. I also need a corner, but they can get that later. So Baltimore back up on the clock. I have them taking a receiver. It's Terrace Marshall Jr. out of LSU. They need something besides uh, Marquise Hollywood-Brown. They let Willie Snead go. They Miles Boykin. He's nothing crazy. So Terrace Marshall will hope that receiver. Sammy Watkins, too. Oh, they fucking got Sammy Watkins. Yeah, but they still need a receiver. So Terrace Marshall, Hollywood-Brown, and um, Sammy Watkins will be a solid receiving core, better than what Lamar's ever had. So they'll let him go to work with them. And for that little final pick of the first round, I have the Tampa Bay Buccaneers getting Gregory Russo, the edge out of Miami. He opted out of the 2020 season, so there's not much to go off of besides that he has a lot of potential if he gets coached right. Um, he's kind of flawed. He doesn't have too much technique. But if he goes to the right system, gets coached out, he could potentially be really good. But – he fell because he doesn't have, like, the ability to start right away and be really good. So the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, without, with, by resigning all of their players from free agency, they're just going to take a shot on him and see if he can develop to be a really good player. And Gary Russo to Tampa Bay ends my first-round mock draft. That's nice.
Yeah, I think that's a good mock draft. Uh, I'll go ahead and go unless Jordan wants to. You can go. All right. Uh, so number one, I have the Jaguars taking Trevor Lawrence. Um, I mean, that's pretty obvious at this point. Um, unless Jacksonville is pretty retarded, unless they take someone else. But you know, I don't think they will. So they seem pretty locked on Lawrence. So yeah, he's gonna go play for Duval. Um, I have the Jets taking Zach Wilson. I don't really think they should take Zach Wilson. I think they should take Fields, but it's the Jets. They butt fumble everything they touch, so we don't know. Um, I have number three. I have the Niners. Uh, taking Justin Fields, who I think is, what's it called, the second-best quarterback prospect behind Lawrence. Um, I just don't see why the Niners would trade up to get Trey Lance or Mac Jones. That just doesn't make sense to me. Um, I think Justin Fields is the right pick, and I think that's the guy they want. Um, at number four, I have the Falcons taking Kyle Pitts. Um, I think Kyle Pitts is a great player. I think he has athletic freak. I think it gives Matt Ryan another weapon to work with. I mean, you got... Julio Jones and uh, Calvin Ridley, and if you just add uh, Kyle Pitts to that, that's gonna be a really that's gonna be a really solid offense. Um, at number five, I know the Bengals have been linked to Jamar Chase, but I think Panay Sewell should be their guy still, and I still think they have you know guys that still want to take Panay. I think their uh, player personnel, Duke Tobin, even said that like um, they want to address the O line early, so. Um, I think that means they're probably going to take Panay because, uh, you know, they don't want to go through last year and let Joe Burrow die again. So they'll probably take Panay. Um, at number six, I have the Dolphins taking Jamar Chase. Um, I mean, I think Tua needs more weapons to really reach his full potential. I mean, the dude had uh, – dude's got Devontae Parker already. Dude's a solid receiver. Um, you added Will, Fa- Will Fuller in free agency, who's also solid. And then you get a guy like Jamar Chase. I think Tua has great weapons around him to where he can succeed. Miami's O-line isn't the greatest right now. They could maybe take Panay if the Bengals decide to go Jamar Chase, but um, for now, I think the Dolphins will stick with Chase. Um, at number seven, I have the Lions taking Devonta Smith. Um, I think they do need wide receiver help badly. Uh, you got uh, Marvin Jones and Kenny Galladay who left in free agency, and who do you really have? Tyrell Williams catching the ball. Um, that's not a very ideal situation for you. So I think the Lions go, I think the Lions go wide receiver here, and I think they go Devonta Smith. Uh number eight, I have the Carolina Panthers taking Rashawn Slater. Uh their O-line was not pretty good. Uh, I think they were top five in most sacks allowed. So um that's obviously a need they gotta address. Uh Sam Darnold doesn't want to go through another bad O-line situation. And I'm sure Carolina doesn't want that either. So they'll probably get Rashawn Slater to protect Darnold. Um, at number nine, I have the uh, Broncos taking Micah Parsons. Um, I think uh, Von Miller is aging. I mean, sure, Von Miller's an edge, but I mean, Micah Parsons can still play that if needed. And I think it feels a huge need for Denver because their defense really isn't that good. And um, I think linebacker is a big need for them. Uh, at number 10, I have the Cowboys taking Patrick Sertain. Um, not really much needed to be said here. Um, the Cowboys need secondary help badly. Um, Trevon Diggs is good and all, and if you pair him up with Sertain, who uh, I think Diggs went to Alabama, correct me if I'm wrong, but that'd be a good duo, honestly. Uh, you have two guys that went to the same college and played a year together, so that'd be pretty good. And I think uh, this is right up of Jerry Jones's alley. Um, at number 11, I think the Giants take Jalen Waddle out of Alabama. 
Um, yes, they did get Galladay and they have Darius Slayton and they have uh, Rudolph and at Ingram, but why not add more weapons? Um, I think you want to make Daniel Jones better, and I think giving him more weapons around for him to work with gets him better. And I think Jalen Waddle's the right pick here. Uh, number twelve, uh, I have the Eagles taking J.C. Horn. Um, I think J.C. Horn is a really solid player. Um, I think he fits well with the Eagles, too. They need secondary help badly, too, and defensive help in general. So I think J.C. Horn fills a big need for them. Uh, number 13, I have the Chargers taking Christian Derrissaw. Uh, the Chargers, regardless of adding Corey Lindsley in free agency, uh, he's not going to play tackle. So you need someone out there to protect uh, Herbert. And I think Derrissaw's the guy that will protect uh, Herbert. So I think the Chargers will go line first round. Uh, number 14, I have the Vikings taking Elijah Vera Tucker. Um, again, the Vikings also need O-line help too. Um, I think they're really an O-line away from being in playoff contention again. They built up the defense in free agency and uh, not really the O-line that much. So that's why I think they go Vera Tucker here. Uh, number 15, this is a very bold pick, but I think the Patriots are going to go with Trey Lance here and not Mac Jones. Um I think Trey Lance just fills Bill Belichick better. I think he can really thrive with the Belichick system. And I just don't really see Mac Jones and them connecting well. So I think Trey Lance is the better pick. And I think Bill will go that route. Um, at number 16, you can also say this is bold too, but I have the Cardinals going with uh, Caleb Farley. Yes, he does have injury concern, but I think he is a great cornerback regardless of his health concern. And uh, Arizona does need secondary help. They need someone to fill the Patrick Peterson void. And Malcolm Butler is eh, not really good anymore. So I think they go with Farley here. Um, for the number 17, I have the Las Vegas Raiders going Tevin Jenkins. Um, I think, I don't know why they got rid of Hudson, Jackson, and Brown. I really don't know why. But um, I think they're obviously going to need to address that. And I think Tevin Jenkins is a great tackle, really great run blocking too. I think that'll uh, help their offense a lot. And, um, yeah, I think the Raiders will go offensive line. Uh, number 18, I have the San Diego Dolphins going Jalen Phillips. <laughs> I mean, Miami, my bad. <laughs> I have the Dolphins going Jalen Phillips and Edge out of Miami. Um, my bad for saying <laughs> The San Diego Dolphins, bro. <laughs> I didn't know they were a new team. Um, yeah, my bad. So the Dolphins again need edge help. Um, I think their defense is pretty solid, but um, I think they're gonna build up a little bit on it more. So I think they're gonna take an edge here. Maybe you can make the argument saying they might take Quiddy Pay, but I think they'll take Jaden Phillips because you know he's in Miami. He won't have to travel far. So <laughs> I thought they were in San Diego. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, very funny. Um, at, <laughs> at number 19, I have Washington taking Rashad Bateman out of Minnesota. Um, yeah, they did They did have Curtis Samuel, but that's not enough, honestly. You just have McLaren and Samuel. I think they need another guy there, too. Uh, who do you got, like Cam Sims or someone like that? Like, no, that's not the right pick. So I think they go Rashad Bateman here to build up the offense more. Give Fitzpatrick or uh, Heineke, whoever the starting quarterback will be, more weapons. Um, at number twenty, uh, yes, I know this team uh should go a line, but I think they go bold and they take Elijah Moore out of Mississippi. Hey! Um, you might you might say that what's it called? Well, they got Allen Robinson, Darnell Mooney, and uh Anthony Miller. Well, Robinson might not even stay there. 
uh, he might get traded pretty soon. So um, he might even get traded on draft day. I've heard a lot of rumors saying about that. So you don't know if Robinson's going to stay. So uh, might as well just address the need right there and right there. Um, at number 21, this is probably a really bold pick, but I have the Colts going Walker Little out of Stanford. Walker Little does have injury concern, but I think he fills the Anthony Constanzo because he retired. So uh, the Colts obviously need to think about who, who's going to protect Carson Wentz from that area. And uh, I think Walker Little's the guy. Walker Little is their guy. I think they met with him on pro day and liked what they saw. So um, yeah, I think they go Walker Little. Um, at number twenty-two, I have the Tennessee Titans going Greg Newsom. Um, they need cornerback help badly. But you could say they also need pass rich hosts, but they addressed that in free agency by getting Bud Dupree. So um, I think they go cornerback here. You know, they lost a Dory Jackson and Malcolm Butler. So uh, Greg Newsom is, I think, a good pick for them. At number 23, I have the Jets going to Shante Samuel out of Florida State. Uh, they also need cornerback help, too. Uh, they really don't have a good defense in general. They got Bryce Hall, I think, as their starting cornerback at the moment who's like, uh, what's it called? Who's only going to be a second-year player, so you don't really Bryce know Hall if he's going to. a TikToker. What? I thought Bryce Hall was a TikToker. <laughs> okay, uh, so I think they address that more, and they get a Shante <laughs> Samuel. So, uh, yeah, go take a Shante, fuckers. Uh, number 24, I have the Steelers taking uh, Samuel Cosme. Yes, we're not going to take Najee, okay? We're not mm. going to. The Steelers mm -hmm. just are not going to do that. Um, running back is a very easy position to replace, so we'll probably address that in the second round. So, And we also need offensive line help badly. You also can't get worse than James Conner. Exactly. So, um, you know, we lost Villanueva, Matt Filer. He sucks anyways, but um, we got to replace offensive line no matter what. And I think Cosme is a great tackle, and I think he can uh, be a day-one starter for us. At number 25, I have the Jacksonville Jaguars taking Trevon Morrig at a TCU. Uh, they need uh, safety help badly. They have Andrew Wingard, who I've heard sucks with them. So um, I think they go Morig here to address that need. At number 26, I have the Cleveland Browns taking Christian Barmore out of Alabama. Uh, they need defensive line help. Yeah, they pretty much did kind of address it with Malik Jackson, but that dude's like 32. So um, you got to think about the future. And they also lost uh, Sheldon Richardson, too. So uh, I think they take Barmore here, who's a pretty good interior defense alignment. Uh, number 27, I have the Baltimore Ravens taking Terrace Marshall out of LSU. Uh, they do need receivers. They want to give Lamar uh, more weapons to work with. They got uh, Hollywood Brown and uh, Sammy Watkins, who they signed in free agency. But um, they lost Willie Sneed, so I think they want to address that. And I think Terrace Marshall's the right guy. Uh, number 28, I have the Saints taking Jeremiah Uusukoramora out of Notre Dame. Um, the Saints need some linebacker help, too. They lost, uh, what's his name, Kawan Alexander, I think. He also yeah, has some... bomb anyways. Yeah, the dude's not really good. Uh, he also tore his Achilles, too. So, really a, really much of a flop trade by the Saints. So, um, I think they take uh, Wusu here so they can address that need to pair him up with uh, Alex Anzalone. Uh, number 29, I have the Packers taking Javon Holland out of Oregon. Um, I think you build up that defense more. Uh, I think you pair up Holland with uh, Jair Alexander, and I think you got a great cornerback duo. Hey, Pondo, um, can I interrupt you real quick? What? Uh, some breaking news from uh, a man, main man, Adam Schefter. Patrick Peterson will be wearing number seven. 
Yeah, uh, good for that guy. Um, okay, you can continue. All right, thank you. Uh, at number 30, uh, I have the Buffalo Bills taking Aziz Ajolari out of Georgia. Uh, the Bills need some edge help. I mean, uh, they had, like, what? They had, like, very low sacks. I think they had, like, 30 or 20. Their defense kind of underperformed last year despite the talent they have. And I think they want to address that edgy by taking Aziz here. Edgy. And uh, at number 31, I think the Baltimore Ravens are going to take Dylan Radunes out of North Car- North Dakota State. Uh, they just traded away Orlando Brown. And um, obviously, who's who the hell's going to replace him? So I think their guy is Dylan Radunes. At uh, number 32, I mean, I really don't know what this team needs, to be honest with you. They just won the Super Bowl, and they pretty much brought back every player. So I just have them taking Elijah Molden out of Washington because apparently they need secondary help. And um, I think Molden is going to be their guy. So, yeah, that's my mock draft. Very good, Plundo. Especially, I can't wait till the uh, what the San Diego Dolphins do this year. Yeah, they should really relocate there. Bro, why, why, do you, why Walker Little? Why? Dude, dude's a really good tackle. I don't think so. <laughs> He's better than Elijah Vera Tucker. Leave the podcast. No. All right, Jordan, why don't you go ahead and go? All right. Okay. First pick, I have uh, Sarah Fuller. <laughs> That's a joke. I do not. I actually have Trevor Lawrence because of Jacksonville Jaguars. I, I don't need to explain this one. You have a generational talent, Trevor Lawrence, going to a team that needs quarterback. Yeah, that's, that's, that's it. That's it with them. The Jets taking QB two, Zach Wilson, who uh, I say is better than Fields and Lance. I am buying into his pro day hype, as uh, everyone should do. If you if you know stocks, buy some Zach Wilson stocks. Dude's gonna be a stud. Uh, the Niners, how much, as a Seahawks fan, I would love for them to take Mac Jones. I have him taking Trey Lance. Now, he's not better than Fields, but it's the Niners. And... Alright, my bad, my bad. I thought it was muted. Keep going, my bad. That's my fault. <laughs> Oh, what? Oh. <laughs> <Bro>. <laughs> We're in copyright. Uh, not even a bad song. Chill out. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So, as I was saying, Trey Lance to the Niners. I don't trust Kyle Shanahan trying to develop a quarterback. I I also don't trust Garoppolo. So, this all relies on uh, Kyle Shanahan in here. The Falcons... Taking Kyle Pitts, improving that offense. This man can play literally anywhere on the offense, besides offensive line quarterback. Obviously, you need him. You need him at wide receiver. You can throw him there. You can. You need him at tight end. Throw him there. He's such a huge mismatch. Mitch mismatch. If you throw him at wide receiver, considering he's built like a tight end. Uh, number five. Yeah, five Bengals taking Penny Sewell. You, when you have a quarterback who died because of, of how terrible your offensive line was, you gotta prevent that quarterback from dying again. Despite them signing Riley Reef, Jonah Williams, 
with the opportunity of Sewell on the board. You've got to take him. You've got to. The Dolphins at pick six, take Jamar Chase. Easily, hands down, best wide receiver in his class. He opted out the 2020 season, but uh, doesn't Devontae Smith still not better than him? The Lions at pick seven, yeah, pick seven, taking John Waddle, the second best wide receiver in the class. And I'm convinced that the only reason why Devontae Smith won Heisman was because Jalen Waddle was out. This dude's a stud. Uh, the Panthers at eight. I'll have to stack Rashawn Slater. When you don't really need anything else. Besides, like, on the defense side, obviously. But, like, you, when you're given the talent that Slater has, who can play offensive tackle, offensive guard, don't know where the Panthers would put him. But since they kind of do need tackle and they need guard. But he can, he's a stud. Broncos at nine, taking Justin Fields. This this season all relies on Locke. If Drew Locke is good, then the Broncos will be good. If Drew Locke isn't good, then the Broncos won't be good. And if he, the fact that he had his weapons last season with Cortland Sun, despite Tim tearing like his ACL week two, Tim Patrick, KJ Hamler, Jerry Judy. Plus Noah Fane and Melvin Gordon. You have all those, and you can't push yourself to the playoffs. Despite the defense kind of lacked this season in previous compared to previous seasons. But Drew Locke just wasn't good this year. And I, d- despite COVID, could have affected him there. Maybe. But I don't, I, I don't see... I Drew doubt Locke. it. I don't see Drew Locke being good. Uh, Cowboys picking cornerback Patrick Surfing, and one main example I could you could use for this would be the Seahawks Cowboys game. <laughs> you have Tyler Lockett going off for two hundred yards, despite I'm pretty sure like the top two CBs from Dallas were out, but you still have. DK and Rocket going off. Despite, that's a terrible example because both are amazing receivers, but that kind of used an example that's like, hey, they kind of need some DB help, especially losing, I don't know how to say his name, like Awazu, something like that. Awuzie or something like that. Yeah, yeah. The Giants taking Micah Parsons. Giants need a linebacker, especially one who can kind of play off the edge. Because Parsons isn't an on-ball linebacker. He's more of like an edge dude who can, like an outside linebacker. You got Blake Martinez, who, a tackling machine. You got Lorenzo Carter, and I'm blanking on 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 who the other one is. And to me, it's obvious if you got to take Michael Parsons here. Dude's a stud. Athletic-wise, dude's a raw athlete. The Eagles are taking J.C. Horn. The reason I've been taking J.C. Horn here is because I can kind of see potential from their wide receiver core. Despite of it being terrible, I, I 
I feel like uh, I don't know. The the Eagles are just in a terrible situation. But JC Horn going up many dudes board many big boards as you should. Especially if you saw that uh him against Kyle Pitts. He held his ground against him. Very shocking from a dude of Kyle Pitts. Chargers taking Christian Derisaw. Kind of obvious when you have Justin Herbert. It's like a Bengal situation, just not as bad. Because you're bringing in top five center, Corey Lindsay. Maybe the best center in the league in Corey Lindsay. Lindsay, however you say his last name. No disrespect. You're a stud. I love you. Uh, and then you didn't. You don't have a tackle. Therefore, that's where Darisaw comes in. Uh, the Pats are taking Devontae Smith. You you improve your playoff chance. You try to improve your playoff chances with Devontae. And if they end up taking Devontae Smith, that just relies heavily more on Cam Newton to do his job as a game manager. He doesn't need to do anything flashy. He just needs to do enough to get the win. The defense can hold on their own, especially with Dante Hightower coming back since he opted out. And the cards, I see the cards still taking Caleb Farley here. Despite of his kind of injury problems, he was kind. He was good. He was still a good cornerback, and with the team average age being uh, very old, you playing for the future with Caleb Farley. Uh, the Raiders taking Tevin Jenkins as the other two. Uh, as Pundo and Matthew said, they they're going to rebuild their offensive line, bringing. Only bringing back like Colton Miller, and so you can replace Trent Brown's position with Jenkins out of Oklahoma State. Dolphins, you have I'm have I have them taking Jalen Phillips, and as Matthew kind of said, he was a stud at Miami. His injury concern could be a problem there, but I don't I don't really see it being a problem for Miami and Brian Flores. The Washington football team taking JOK. Jeremiah, I, I don't know how to say the rest of his name. I'll give you that. Linebacker to the ND. When you have a defense, for this situation, it's like the rich get richer. When your defense is as good as what the football teams, you have a legitimate chance to win the NFC East. Now, that's not saying much because it's the NFC East. But you got to you pair up that front seven with potential JOK. I don't know if you want to throw him on the edge, throw him at on ball. Depends what you want to do with it. The Bears taking quarterback Mac Jones. They find the quarterback of the future, and they have him sit behind a red rifle. Andy Dalton, also the best quarterback in December, by the way. And. Matt, despite Mac Jones kind of having a uh, Mickey Mouse run at Alabama, because I'm a very not, I'm kind of a Mac Jones hater because he he isn't that good. Let's be let's be for real. 
the Colts, shocking here, taking Quiddy Pay. Edge out of Michigan. It's still up in the air if Justin Hughes is coming back, which I don't think he will. That's results of this Quiddy Pay pick. Plus, the Colts kind of need edge help. So you take the second best one available, Quiddy Pay. You do, you're, you're solid. You, this off tackle depth, this off at the tackle class, very deep, especially, but when you, you also lost Constanzo, the retirement, you're fine. With, you're, you're, you're okay with taking this Quiddy Pay pick. The Titans taking quarterback, not, not quarter, cornerback, Greg Newsom. They, they stripped that secondary hard. Releasing Malcolm Butler, releasing Adore Jackson. It's like they're going to full-on rebuild there. But I don't think that rebuild is going to go very long. But you pair up young man Christian Fulton with Greg Newsom. The Jets at 23 select Aziz Olojuare, edge out of Georgia. I have him taking Aziz here. It's because look at their edge rushers. They're not good. And Aziz is good. So you put good but not good. And you get good. Not good. You get like decent. Aziz, I feel like Aziz could be an impact on that edge line. Steelers. I have the Steelers taking Najee Harris. When when you have a running back like James Conner, who is not good at all. But when you're also missing a hole in the offensive line, I feel like you would be fine just a little bit with a person like Najee Harris, who's a stud. Especially against the ND game in that like conference, conference championship. I don't remember what bowl it was. Where he was a stud, and he's been a stud throughout his college career, especially the past two seasons. Uh, the Jaguars, I have them picking Samuel Cosby. You flip him, you put him on the other side of Cam Robinson, and you protect your quarterback in Trevor Lawrence. Trevor Lawrence needs his help, especially on that Jacksonville offensive line. The Browns taking Christian Barmore. They they desperately need some interior defense help. Releasing Sheldon Richardson saves some money, but it could also indicate that they're going to take Barmore here. The Ravens of the first pick they have in the first round going to Rashad Bateman. The Ravens wide receiver core has not treated Lamar Jackson well recently. You have the only one you have that could kind of stay and develop there is Marquise Brown. But when you look at last season where you have Marquise Brown, Willie Sneed, and Des Bryant, that isn't that good. So you and you and you just lost Des Bryant and Willie Sneed. So you bring in Sammy Watkins and then you put a route runner and Rashad Bateman next on the other uh, like in the slot or next on whatever. 
The Saints, I have them taking another wide receiver, Elijah Moore. They they desperately need a fast guy. They got Michael Thomas. They got Slant Boy. They got Traquan Smith. And that's about it. They, they also have the other guy, but I'm blanking on his name. So Dante you, Harris? Yeah, him. So when you get a guy like Elijah Morris who's building a pipe, you should you, you should be fine with him. The Packers, I have them picking Asante Samuel. We saw in the NFC Championship game Kevin King get burned by Sonny Miller. Despite that was the defense, that was Pet, Petty's fault, whatever his name is, the former D.C. in Green Bay. That was his fault for having Kevin King run man. But that ex- doesn't excuse Kevin King getting burned. And throughout that game, you saw that Kevin King just wasn't fit to be a CB2. You have Jay Year, but when you put Asante next to him, I feel like he's going to be an improvement over Kevin King. The Bills, I have them taking Jason well, whatever his last name is, you know, as of the Penn State. So, you lose Addison, not Addison, right? You have Mario Addison, you lose him, and I think Jerry Hughes left. I think he stayed. Oh, no. I, I know Mario left. So, you, you improve your edge rusher, which is already stacked with, like, young depth talent. And AJ Epinenzo. And I think they have another guy down there. The next pick, I have the Ravens taking Zayvon Collins, linebacker out of Tuscaloosa. When your linebacker core is like the Ravens, I don't think it's going to be very well over the middle of the field. They lost Judon, even though he's an edge. And this just might be blinking, but I cannot name the middle linebacker or any linebacker from the Ravens right now. Besides Tyus Bowser. Only because of the last name Bowser. And last pick in the NFL draft. Uh, not NFL draft. Last pick in the first round. I have the Bucks taking Gregory. The Reds get richer. You have him sit behind Sue, JPP, Shaq Barrett. You you give him those coaches. You also sit him behind Todd Bowles. You're you're down to be best. You're you're bound. You're destined to be good when you sit behind those guys and just learn from them. And as I said, the rich get richer. Yeah, so that's my mock. Oh, and we're just now clipping over an hour. So, with that being said, I think that'll be the end of this first episode of the Jordan Brand Show with co-hosts Matthew Marino and Michael Plundo. Uh, I don't know when the schedule will be for whenever we record, but we shall be see. Hope you all have an amazing day. Thank you for tuning in. You guys gonna. Say bye to him. Um, goodbye. Goodbye. Have a great day.